welcome to the last episode of the semester for Rhythm and News. Um, I'm joined by a host of amazing people. We have our photo editor at Daily Trojan, Josh Dunn. Josh Dunn. <laughs> Josh Dunn. Glad to be here. I kind of just blocked up the name, yeah. Fellow amazing lifestyle editor, Matthew Phillips. I do mean that. I do mean that. <laughs> our commander editor-in-chief, Alan Pham. Hi. <laughs> and our beloved podcast editor, Natalie Bettendorf. I'm finally making an appearance here after a long wait. We're here to talk about Coachella, which you three, Josh, Matthew, and Alan, went. Um, Josh, you went... Uh, I went weekend one. Weekend one, yeah. and you guys went second weekend. Weekend two. What, weekend uh, two. So, Josh, like, what kind of... I know that you guys... Wait, are, I, have a, I have a preface. Okay, sorry. So, for the listeners, um, make sure you have a drink. For this episode, if you're under 21, make sure it's alcoholic. If you don't, if you're under 21, it's not alcoholic. Every time Coachella is said in this podcast, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, guys? Drink, drink. Take a swig. Take it. a swig of whatever you have in front of you. Natalie's really a going. Swig. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just, I think all around, just the weekend was pretty ridiculous. Like I've, I'd never been to Coachella. I hadn't really been to a big music festival before. Like, it did not feel like a real world. Like, it just looks... It's like it, an adult it, playground. Yeah, like, especially, like, when it starts to get dark at night and everyone's just, like, running around. It's absurd. <laughs> and you're, like, an East Coaster, too, yeah. right? Yeah, like, this yeah, is, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this, this is, like, another experience. Yeah, this is, like, very, like. very foreign, like, but amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I honestly, um, I went weekend, we, I went weekend, too, last year uh, for DT, and I did not have the greatest time. I felt like I was, like, just... I love music festivals. I'm a big music festival kid. Love all. Big festival guy. Big festival guy. Big festival guy. Yeah, you know. I went to a lot, like, my freshman and sophomore year um, with all my friends from my first school. And um, I hadn't really done it a lot this, uh, since then. But I go to Coachella last year. I didn't love the whole vibe of it. But this year is just freaking amazing. I don't know. Just like you said, it was like an adult playground. Yeah. Just everyone is going off. Everyone is having a great time. The sets were incredible. Usually weekend one, you know, you got, like, the special guests and – um, a lot of celebrity sightings and things like that. But Weekend 2 was just as packed um, this year. I mean, Ariana Grande brought out Justin Bieber for her second set. Um, Zed brought out, I think, Marin Morris and Alessia Cara this weekend. And then Billie Eilish had been staples for both weekends. So, uh, And there was also Kanye West's uh, Sunday service, which was pretty interesting. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but yeah, I want to hear about that. Yeah, overall, it was just a re- it was a really fun experience for all the performers. Is like their Super Bowl, and you know they brought their A game, and I thought the crowd was just like did the same. Yeah. You know, at it was some incredible. of the bigger venues, when you just like turn around and see like the size of the crowd and how many people were there, like it, that was one of the best feelings that I had. I was just like, this is insanity. They're like. <laughs> See, like just so many people that close, like all packed together, just to hear like one person play music. I I kept thinking about how there must be such an energy rush from the performers, just seeing like that many people just like listening to what do controlling them, doing what you want to do. But okay, so I I have a question. I'm sure you have many questions for like a non no. Yeah, yeah, but go ahead, also. go ahead. I like like why Coachella? Like why is this? Why do you guys think? that this is the festival or the music festival to go to. There's so many that ensue in the summer and later summer. Like, why is this one it? I mean, Coachella is 
cultural zeitgeist. You know, it's in his twentieth year. Buzzword. I was waiting for the buzzword, but yeah, I got to say it, so I'm really happy. Um, but um, just about Coachella, you know, like I think it's really important to look back at its history um, as you know um, this anti like establishment like more rock um kind of festival um it was very indie back then back in 1999 when it first started so it's in its 20th year now what has made coachella so significant over the years is the fact that it continues to bring on new talent a lot of up-and-coming artists and now they're fusing them with industry titans so you see like you get to see like ariana grande you get to see kendrick you get to see beyonce perform um on top of seeing all these wonderful absolutely amazing acts from across all genres but i think the the thing that makes coachella really relevant um to people is that you know it has its roots in defining the music industry you know in 2006 i remember i think it was daft punk who performed at the coachella stage and they that was the first time any electronic artist had done like that pyramid setup that they did and that really changed the game for how people performed electronic music um you know like that's what really set the path for edc and all these other big festivals um so i would say that coachella is just in general a trailblazer i was thinking that everything around the music helps to make it so much more special and make it feel kind of like it's this spectacle and this huge thing because there are tons of festivals that go on and have great performance like i like govball in new york like i've never been but it was like right right near my home all my friends in there were like yeah like, it was fine just because there isn't you don't you it feels completely normal there's no way that you feel like taken away from reality taken away from your normal life as you do at Coachella just because there's so many art installations the lights and like and it's just huge that like you just feel so far removed from reality the things you guys have been telling us about Coachella a lot is not necessarily like the headliners but like all the small artists or smaller artists up-and-coming artists that you guys have seen so what was like a non you know not like a non-headliner highlight like not something that like goes around on twitter because like that's how i experience coachella is like through twitter and like all the videos so yeah i on sunday afternoon i think it was about 3 40 or 4 p.m boy pablo came on and i really wasn't expecting much because i think boy pablo is still like relatively new it was absolutely amazing just seeing everyone there you know i like was able to make it to the front but you know, as soon as I looked back, there were tons of people who were just dancing and singing along to the lyrics to almost every song, which I think is a really rare occurrence because, you know, like if you go to a concert, you have really dedicated fans, but this is a festival environment. And um, to see that many people, you know, engaging and cheering the singers, other performers on and really having a good time, I thought that was really unique. And then on top of that, Boy Pablo was just absolutely adorable. Um Man, he was so cute. Um, <laughs> they all took off their shirts, right? Yeah, so... I saw that. So oh, yeah. they... <laughs> here's the thing about Boy Pablo. They were just completely interactive the whole time. Like, they were... They knew how to engage with the crowd. You know, they were, like, engaged... They were talking to the fans, like, while they were performing. They gave shout-outs. I think probably the best uh, moment... Uh, it was honestly, like, the first act we saw, I saw when I got there. Um, King Princess? King Princess. Oh, my oh, God. Michaela, love, love her so much. So she actually used to go to USC. I think she was a migrate before I got here. She was here for like a semester. I had a, I took one voice recording over the course of the weekend, and I was following her set. So, uh, oh, my God, I just got off a first set of Coachella. Freaking King Princess, former USC Trojan, Michaela Strauss. She, uh, she looked at me in the audience. She called me a, quote, straight man. Now, 
I think she meant as a compliment. Not going to put words in her mouth, but um, I don't know if we're going to get married, but uh, there's something there. There's just there's something there. I'm out. Our set started at 410, and um, as you know, the, the hour for stoners to uh, engage in a certain activity is uh, 420. So uh, she announced that to the... the tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> no, no, that was, that was annoying. She, she pointed me, she like, uh, she like announced it to everyone and like, I don't know, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, this time. So uh, I like lit up. <laughs> <laughs> so I like lit up. And um, she was just, she like, just like looked in the audience. She was like, she was like, there we go, straight man. But um, figuratively, um, it was, it was fantastic. Uh I, I love her so so much. She's fantastic. She's great. I don't know. I think that going to Doolab, just there's one venue that they have, and it's like uh, it's covered with like really brightly colored um, like tarps over it on the top, and it's just really really perfect during the day. Like the sun's coming through. They're all playing upbeat music, and it's just like I think that I started every single day that I got there going to that venue, and just like. Because like I, like my group, we all got there like kind of late. We got there like five every day, and we would always go there for like fifteen twenty minutes, then plan on staying for fifteen twenty minutes and end up being like there for like an hour and a half just because it was like upbeat music, just such like a good vibe. And then like they like they were like spraying water into the crowd the entire time. Like, <laughs> so like you were so you weren't overheating. It was that was that was perfect. Fantastic. We brought a watermelon in one day. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was great. Can we talk about Billie Eilish, though? Can oh. we talk about the phenom that is Billie right, Eilish? You can go off, Helen. I do will it. go off go on off. this. But, Matthew, do you want to start? I have way too much to unpack about her. So, so I will just say... Um, okay, I just have to say, like, I, I just am not a fan. Like, I've tried. I you mean, should have gone to her Coachella performance. See, I wasn't a fan either yeah, until that moment. So I really? totally wow. understand. Okay, you know, explain. I So I find her image, you know, I will say this. I found her image, her promotion, like all that stuff, just like her whole like, oh, I wear sick outfits and <laughs> I have 7 million <laughs> Instagram followers. Goth. And yeah, I'm super goth and angsty. Like, you know, like I found that kind of like, and everyone's just pushing her just endlessly. Yeah, like every yeah. single publication, every single big media outlet's mm-hmm. like, this is the next big thing. You are an idiot. You know, if you don't <laughs> deny Billie Eilish, I'm like, well, all right, whatever. But, you know, I, you know, I, I, admittedly, I did dismiss her like a little bit. Um, I did like a couple of her songs. I thought she, you know, she had a decent sound, but not really anything different from any other, you know, mel- like sad pop artist. You know, I like totally went to her like set on just complete accident. Um, I, was, <laughs> I was like, he did. <laughs> I, I got done with Fortet. That was like one of the best shows of the weekend. I was like mindlessly on uh, several substances uh, <laughs> uh going i was trying to find uh apex twin who is a just a historic producer british producer who's just been like one of the most key people in electronic music for like the past like 25 30 years i like went to the stage i thought he was gonna be performing at and um i was like oh man there's a lot of uh there are a lot of high school girls here i wonder why <laughs> Uh, from this demographic oh my goodness but uh he uh then then um billy eilish came on stage and i was like my first i swear to god my first thought was i didn't know apex twin produced this billy eilish song uh, (laughs) she stayed for a second song and then a third song and i'm like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) and um honestly like i was gonna leave for like apex twin but i was like this is so like i felt like there was something special happening mm. you know you can feel that like energy in the air like when you're like at like a big game or like you know just a, like an historic moment you sort of feel that um 
And I, so I just stayed and it was just, it was one of, you know, I've been to a lot of shows, been to a lot of really good shows that I, you know, I would talk about endlessly if you asked me about them, but that was like one of the best shows I've ever been to. Um, wow. just absolutely phenomenal. That's massive. Massive, massive, absolute unit of a show. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 All right, Alan. I think Billie Eilish in general as a performer, um, she's full of dichotomies, you know, you, she has like the heavy bass and it's like really grungy and then you have a really gentle, like almost angelic, but all, like also deathly kind of voice. Like she was jumping, she was going ham to bad guys. And, you know, and then when she started performing, when the party's over, it was just... The mood just switched like a light. But it was that kind of weird, like somber feeling that you get um, when you're like with someone who you're really close to. And that's what I felt when I was listening to her. Um, It was vulnerable. It was raw in like the best ways possible. Did you go to... I Philly not, said you. I'm, I'm We're honestly, disappointing. Wait, Josh, you had ridiculous. Weren't you ridiculously close to Kid Cudi? Oh my God, you were Kid, so Cudi, close to Kid Cudi. I was literally. <laughs> let me find this photo on my phone. We were. I think there were ten people between us and the stage. That's it was what? Unreal. One of my friends. So we were at Tame Impala, and which was amazing. Right? amazing. So good. Yeah. I, I'd never heard any of Tame Impala's music before. I'd never heard any of it. And we got there, and I was like, okay, this is like such it's just such a good like vibe like i've started listening to a ton of his music this week or in the last two weeks since i got back yeah but so we were there and one of my friends is like in love with kid cutty's music he's like yeah he's like yeah it's been my um favorite He's like, yeah, he's been, like, my favorite artist for, like, years. Um, and, like, I need to get to this set. And he, like, made us leave Tampala and literally started running. <laughs> like, we, lo- we lost one of our friends that was with us because he didn't keep up while we were running yeah. through the crowd at Tampala. And we actually lost the kid, and he went, he, he ends up going home. Like, like, with the heck? He was, like, trying to call all of us. Like, no, none of us were responding. Yeah. His service was bad. Like... He's like, I'm alone. Like, oh no, <laughs> I I just want to go home now. <laughs> this is he's like, this is scary. That's to leave your friends if it's for Kid Cudi. That's, yeah. that's, that's that is that is very lesson. fair. Um, <laughs> so then we ended up getting to like all the way in the front row, and it was insane. That was re- that yeah. one was great. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. I was like scream. I like walked by there. I was like screaming. They were playing Ghost Town, uh, where it's like where it's he, he's going like. Uh, He's like, or, uh, fucking, uh, my God, what's it? Uh, no. I put my head on stone <laughs> to see if I still flee, <laughs> and nothing hurts anymore. I feel oh, kind of free. Wow. Guess what, baby? I feel free. That's a live. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Okay, I want to know, like, okay, so you touched on it a little bit. Um, okay, wait, I've... Oh, my questions. Okay. Okay, 1975, who saw them? Oh, Alan. I right. saw them. All right, I saw 1975. Please speak on it. So, okay, so I saw them at the Santa Barbara Bowl on Sunday, um, which uh, I, I cried a lot, I have to say. They're my favorite band of all time, and 
I mean, they really kicked it off at Coachella. Like, this is, like, the beginning. And they're coming out with a new album in next month. Something they're like coming that. out yeah. with a new album? Yes. They just came out yes. with one. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's the, double, it's the double whammy. That was my first time. So, I saw the 1975 on Friday evening, and... I was honest, I came in with pretty low expectations. The only song that I really wanted to see was Somebody Else, which was like mid-set. But, you know, like upon upon being there, I, I kind of realized why so many people, especially teenage girls, love him so much. I mean, he was definitely, <laughs> he's definitely a very talented musician, Matty Healy. Um, he's Matt Healy. I don't know why I called him Matty. Yeah, that, that is. Because now you feel close to him. Maddie? I call him. Now you yeah, feel close to him. So. It was very intimate. So you I can mean, say he Maddie. Was, he was shirtless. He had great hair. Um, and he knew how to sing and dance on a conveyor belt. Oh, my you goodness. know, like, yeah. I think he 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 started dancing and singing, like, on the conveyor belt for Sincerity is Scary, which was incredible, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and I also just learned one of the dancers in the Sincerity is Scary music video is a Kaufman person. Oh, Really? <laughs> yeah. When he's doing like the main dancing set with his hat and everything, like the guy dancing next to him is in Kaufman. So did not know that. Amazing. <laughs> this sure. is a USC podcast, so thank you for bringing it. <laughs> always plug in USC. You're welcome. Yeah, Matt Healy and the 1975 are like I think they had one of the best stage designs of the weekend, and you know, they played music from across their discography. So I mean, they started off with their work from their latest album think it was give yourself a try that was the first song and then they progressed into somebody else they ended with and uh, they played sex, love it if we made it too which like that's sound, it. right? crazy that was amazing i mean that music video is, is incredible also I was with my friends, and usually I, I don't go that hard to, like, rock, or would, it, would you call it rock? I call it neo-rock. I was literally, like, headbanging to 1975 <laughs> for some weird reason. But, uh, yeah, no, Matt Healy is absolutely incredible as a performer, um, and it really showed, you know, just in the way he engaged with the fans. I mean, I've said this already, but also I think he made some really strong statements um, on the screen, like, when they were performing. I think... He, there was a moment, I think towards the end of the set, where the screen started flashing and it said, rock and roll is dead, um, which kind of got me thinking more about music and the, like the current state of rock and what it really means. It definitely got me thinking a lot more about music, and I think maybe that's what the 1975 was trying to do with its audiences. So I, I like... Got him thinking. I, yeah, no, <laughs> I honestly yeah. really like um, when artists are, you know, projecting like certain messages to audiences to get them thinking about certain things. And I think one other example that I had noticed during this weekend was when I saw Shallow on Sunday afternoon. Shallow is like this uh, DJ who has who basically produces like IDM intelligence, uh, intelligent dance music. So it's very like ambiance is that um, a thing that's a thing what does it sound like idm is like aphex twin yeah fortet um i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna have to look this up it's very it's a very mellow version Mm. of edm but his set was all about like sustainability and climate climate (laughs) (laughs) so 
I'm gonna have still to fixated on the idea of I love yeah. I love intellectual that. dance music. Intelligence. Intelligence dance. Intel. Did you guys like go to a set that left you thinking like that? Like you know, really impacted you with a message of of a sort. Because my other question was gonna be like. Did you have a like a cry or I could cry right here moment? So there I've, you go. I've been eating a good cry for about. <laughs> <laughs> Unload it all. We are all so depressed this is a for years. Too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's <laughs> like, yeah. it, I've, I've been eating a good cry for a while. I had about five <laughs> over the course of the weekend. Three during Billie Eilish's set. Wow. Um, and I didn't even know that girl did, could do that to me. That's how much emotion was. Yeah. Like, but it was just so good. It was just too palpable. You couldn't. You know, it was. It's unden- it was undeniable. I uh, I also cried during Fortet because he um was just I've never seen someone. It's it's really interesting. Like when you see a DJ, it's like inspires you to want to. De- you're like this is the only path forward for yes. the world. I don't know. What you, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I know exactly. What you mean. <laughs> oh my goodness! I know exactly what you mean. Dude, Fortet like he blended. So he he had like these five tracks going, and he was taking like vote like there's had been microphones everywhere because he was taking like vocal samples from the audience. Like you could hear oh, that's dope. like cheers. Like and he would like turn them wow. into like loops so cool. and keep looping that's them that's really cool and building them one on top of each other and then like at the like there was one it was just like you could hear like a million different things happening at one time just like one on top of another and then um at the end he started playing this like spoken word message that was like there's so much racism and ignorance in the world just on loop i was on the edge of tears when we went to see casey musgraves oh my god i was it yeah, was legitimately... i shed a, a single <laughs> thug country tear on that bruh <laughs> good and she's so cute and she's so her songs are i mean alan you put me on like i didn't listen to that album until alan like played it in the car right on the way over there and like i was like what this is so cute like what the heck it's just like you started I'm happy and sad at the same time. <laughs> it's like what it sounds like it's oh so cute I mean, that... space cowboy that's she did not so perform good. that song she didn't no she didn't um but <gasps> let me just say casey musgraves is an incredible artist. I mean, what perfect timing to have her perform on a Friday, on a late Friday afternoon, as the sun's about to set. Mm. She's performing basically almost every song from her album Golden Hour cool. at Golden Hour. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, the timing yeah, couldn't have that. been more perfect, and you know, it was just like so beautiful at that very moment when she was just singing "Slow Burn." There was something really special when it came to her feeling the music and enjoying this the, that Friday because I think that really set the mood for me. Like moving forward with the festival, I think she was like the second person I had seen, and by that like by that time I was like hooked. You know, it was such a good start to the weekend. Okay, so, okay, also, like, this is the last Rhythm News podcast for the season. Matthew's last debut. Last debut. Final debut. Last, uh, last debut. Wait. Final debut? <laughs> no, no, no. I Matthew. Know. I don't know the way It's the final, A final, show. final show of the season, and it's final. Matthew's last debut. Um, Last one where he's like an editor <laughs> for a lifestyle editor, nice. correct? Am I wrong? Yes, you could. Yes, you can bring me in as a consultant. A Final full words. Year of Rhythm and News with Matthew Phillips. I have to say, one of my favorite episodes to this day was the Mac Miller tribute episode. 
He's gonna cry. He's gonna cry. He's crying. He's crying. It was. Yeah, it was. Bad. That was honestly one of the best for the news episodes that we did, I think. And honestly, I, I mean, one of the best podcasts for sure. So, <laughs> that's all you, Matthew. <laughs> no, it's not. It's all of you. <laughs> it's all of you. It's not me. It's not me, fam. It's all of you. It's just it's it's been it's been so much fun to just let you like guys ramble let let me ramble um about all this shit let you ramble if you I would listen to y'all ramble if you want you know you know you guys have been good to me so Alan any final words is this your last very very last um, as like editor in chief your very last words on on the air do I have I guess I'll do it in the context of music listen to lyrics when you're listening to music music is something that's very powerful and transcendental and it's never just about the melodies or the tunes it's about you know what the artist is trying to convey so i hope i don't know whoever's listening to this that you know if if you are a big music fan engage with the music try to figure out the meaning and i think you'll be able to find a little bit more of humanity yeah in your music experience i'm not sure no definitely Uh, wait let's do a retake i don't know what i was saying (laughs) it was was good out of my head support student journalism everyone at the daily trojan been working extremely hard this year to put out a paper to tell stories about not only the community but everything that's happening around us and i think particularly for this generation of young people it's more important than ever to understand the power of storytelling and engaging with community and so my hope is that you guys will continue sharing your stories, telling stories, and listening to other people with share their stories as well. All right, well, thank you guys. Thank you, Josh, Matthew, Alan, and Natalie. Thank you to all the listeners who have stayed with us this semester, this season, semester, and we look forward to putting out another season next semester. We'll see you in the fall. We'll see you in the fall. podcast was produced by Sean Flannelly, Natalie Bettendorf, Catherine Yang, and Alan Pham.